0: The same with a new face With strange mysteries Hanging in the air People in their sane minds Swear they see you today Are you looking for the love They took away Everyone knows That
1: you couldn't bear the pain So you took your life In the
0: poor
2: Ghoul day to every single one of you. Thank you so much for coming on over and making Paranormal Prowlers podcast part of your spooktastic day. Those tunes are courtesy, as always, of the fantastic Bobby Mackey. And I'm your host, Tessa Morrow. Now, last week, you heard from the lovely couple that is David and Kim Libby. They talked about some of their paranormal happenings taking place in their home And if you haven't heard that one yet, I suggest before you listen to this one, you need to go back and listen to that first, and then listen to this episode. We'll wait for you. Go ahead. (laughs) Suckers. All right. Just kidding. So part two, we are going to hear all about the apparitions, more experiences, and what have you. You Truly got to love that evidence. I, as you guys know, I'm a huge audio nutball. EVPs are my Christmas tree. I love photographic evidence as well. And, you know, Kim and David get so much of that daily living where they are. So, and, you know, I remember Kim said that they really haven't dug deep into the history of where they are, their house. And they really should, you know, I mean, it makes me wonder exactly what happened there. What took place? Who died there? Just so much going on, you know, from seeing the full-bodied apparitions to all these other different things. So besides me blabbling on forever, let's get David and Kim right back on here. Can't wait to hear what they have to share with us. And you guys, you might want to... Get some ear pods or whatever because we're going to be hearing some phenomenal EVPs as well. Gifted to us by David and Kim. So
1: here we go, my
2: lovelies. (laughs) David and Kim Libby, thank you once again for joining me. We had so much fun last time talking all things paranormal. Basically life in your haunted home. Well,
1: thanks for inviting us back and we We enjoyed it. Yes, nice to talk to you again, Tessa.
2: Uh, Pleasure is absolutely all mine. Had a blast with you guys for sure. Now, throughout the years, David and Kim, you both have collected a ton of evidence of paranormal activity such as EVPs and video and photo evidence as well talk about some of your most telling evidence that you've gotten I mean besides the EVPs because we are gonna get into that a little later on in the episode where you guys will actually be sharing some of the EVPs and before I do before we um, I let you guys talk I just want everybody who's listening to know that part one during mine and David and Kim's conversation is there were a ton of EVPs that we found later on after the fact, so keep your ears open because you never know. It's just David and Kim at home, and it's just me here, so that's all you should be hearing. So, anyways, you guys, the floor is yours when it comes to the video and photo evidence.
0: Okay, David, start first. <laughs> <laughs> well, one of the how it all started, like I, I uh, briefly mentioned, the first part is that. When we started having some poltergeist activity we decided to get cameras and what's interesting about these cameras is they do have audio in them and pretty much we hook them up and turn them on and the spirits come to us we don't we very rarely actually do the traditional get the tape recorder out make some statements see what evps you catch all we have to do is turn the cameras on and they come straight to the cameras So we, from the very beginning, we started getting all sorts of evidence. Some of the most telling evidence was at the beginning was poltergeist activity. Uh, Everything from, uh, like we mentioned before, a lamp being a truck truck across the room, objects moving, and, and of course, Kim's experience when before I actually moved here eight years ago. Are you wanting more EVP or just,
1: uh, you know, seeing things walking through the house or...
2: I know throughout like the time that I've been you know connected with you guys on social media you guys have posted a plethora of like videos of I don't know if it's like in your room but usually there's like something kind of like flying about or just different things like that if you want to kind of maybe describe some of those things and we'll get into the apparitions in a moment
1: well I do have a A very unusual experience that I had that I don't have video evidence of. This is, you know, I was alone in the house. It was when I was having a lot of, you know, I would get a voice in my ear, Mm. just one ear saying, hey, or something else that I couldn't make out, but it was unusual because it was only in one ear.
2: Right.
1: And... You know, I got to wondering, okay, well, if I go purchase a handheld tape recorder, digital recorder, will I get anything? You know, because I was kind of wondering what I was going to get since I was home alone in the house and uh, wondered what was going on at night. So, I went I purchased a digital recorder and... I was here in the living room, and I always shut off all the lights and just walked through the house in the dark because I know my house so well I don't need to see. So I turned off all the lights, and I was walking through the living room into the dining room, and I had turned the recorder on before I left the room and walked into the bedroom, set the recorder down, on the nightstand beside the bed and went to sleep with it on. I just let it run all night long. Hmm. So when I got up in the morning, turned on the recorder, first thing on the recorder, and it was like within a second of when I turned it on, this garbledy voice came on and it says, I hate you. and I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. I don't know if I've posted it on my Facebook account before it's very eerie and creepy yes because it it, you could tell that it was trying to get up whatever it needed to get it out and it was a really horrifying voice but also during that time I believe it was just a few nights after that I got up out of my chair turned off the lights to go to bed walked into the dining room, and there was a triangular-shaped thing on the ceiling (laughs) that looked like an egg yolk Hmm. with, like, veins running through it.
2: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah, and it had, like, an undulation. You could see the undulation. And it had a glow about it. And I just kind of stopped that in my tracks and looked at it, and then it disappeared. And I went ahead and went to bed. It was just a couple nights after that. I went through my whole routine again, shutting off the lights, walking into the dining room. And this time, it was right in front of the china cabinet, and it was in the shape of a, a tube. It was tubular. Ooh. And yeah. <sighs> same characteristics looked like an egg yolk had the veins running through it and had a glow and again it disappeared now I haven't seen that since I do know after that experience and I wish I would have wrote it down I started calling paranormal (laughs) investigators that I could find in Missouri I did get one down in southern Missouri that you know I talked to you but you know that was one of the reasons I wanted to talk to him because I had never seen or heard anything like that before so that right. was one of my profound creepy experiences here.
2: Yeah I would say so that sounds very creepy and you were saying that at the time you were living by you were by yourself? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. When you were talking about that, that kind of reminded me of, I don't know if you've ever seen The Conjuring 2, where it's like the old man, and he's like, this is my house. And he kept yelling at the family, going, this is my house, get out. And um, it's kind of like, and I know you said that you really haven't dug deep into like, Maybe like the history behind the house, like maybe what has happened there in the past because you guys just have so much going on from, oh, it's like a daily thing it sounds like that you're either hearing something, seeing something, getting video evidence or what have you. But also it's really eerie that you got those EVPs of that gargled voice saying I hate you repeatedly, like that is really eerie.
1: I can have it. I can send it
2: to you. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Another yeah. Another thing also that we
2: uh, haven't talked much about
0: before is uh, shadow people. We occasionally will see them and uh, what's interesting is sometimes, um, for example, we'll be sitting in the uh, living room and you could see one just kind of poke its head around the corner hmm. and couple of times which was kind of interesting is they're not they're tan color i mean we've seen the darker ones but it's kind of almost like a tan color
2: oh interesting huh
0: which probably the most startling one was kim was in the front bedroom and i was heading to go to the bathroom and she had just that's where uh, she had just opened up the door and I was kind of going into the bathroom, and I looked at her, and behind her, I could see a large shadow figure standing right behind her. Oh! Uh, what's funny about it is I didn't realize that the camera in the, the uh, bedroom had went off. Now it didn't film it, which would be great, but you heard my reaction to it on the camera when I go, "Oh my god, just something standing behind."
2: You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And uh, uh. But, you know, we don't, occasionally we'll see them, probably the weirdest one real quickly is uh, I was walking and occasionally I would see this, almost like it looked like a white arm reach around to me. Ooh. And it would startled me. But it was like solid white. And mm. it looked like an arm. And that's happened a few times, but uh, we occasionally we do see them from time to time. We've seen March... A lot, you know.
1: She's we either seen her full body or partial body. Uh, The last time we saw, her, broad daylight, and it was Marge's legs walking through the dining room. Yeah, we both. And we both saw her.
2: Oh wow! I want to hear more about your your resident spirits in just a second. But while we're on the topic, so yeah, that's so we've talked a little bit about you know, the shadow people. And I know you guys have both mentioned to me about seeing full-bodied apparitions in your home. If you could talk a bit more about these encounters, like, can you describe how they looked for us and what the experience actually was? Yeah, this is a an apparition that I have not seen
1: except for in dreams. But David sees him behind me all the time. Mm. It's a little boy. In fact, I think I've even posted on my Facebook about having a dream of this little boy. And it's the same little boy, and um, David's constantly seeing him by me. Or he'll wake up, and the little boy will be beside the bed holding an animal.
2: Oh, wow. So yeah. what's interesting is, is that, so, okay, David, you've actually seen this little boy with your own eyes right. in your in your wake-up state. And then, Kim, you've only seen this little boy while you're sleeping.
1: Yes, he comes hmm. to me in dreams. The, the first dream I had of him, he came to me. And these dreams are, like, real. He came to me, and he grabbed a hold of my hand, And he said he wanted to take me to his school. Hmm. And so I agreed and he took me to the
2: school and we walked up the school steps. I could describe the school,
1: you know, to you in detail. And and we walked in and he wanted to show me his favorite, you know, the students that were his favorite friends. Hmm. And also the teachers. So he set about to walked me into the school, he introduced me to his friends, his teachers, and then uh, we left the school, and that was pretty much it. So, the other dreams, we just kind of went about doing things that a mother and child would do. So, that's the dreams, they're always very lifelike, and, you know, David has seen him standing beside
0: me or behind me. Yeah, I was uh, in bed, and I heard her get up. I guess she was going to the restroom. And uh, I watched her walk around the bed, and right behind her was that same boy I'd seen many times, and he just fallen right behind her.
2: Oh, wow. And when she first was talking about the boy in
0: the dreams, I asked her what he looked like, and it was the same boy.
2: Oh, my God. That is so phenomenal. I mean... That just blows my mind. So, looking at this boy, do you know, like, have an idea of, like, is he like more modern or like a different era? Like, how does he look? I'm just so interested. That's just that's so wild.
1: I I would say he's more
2: looks more 60s. Yes, age, you know,
1: as far as uh, you know, the time and he, you know, he's. Around eight or nine years old. Yeah. Yeah, he has, you know, very dark brown hair, dark, dark brown hair. Short on the sides, a little bit on top. Very cute.
2: Oh, well, he seems to really just, like, take a liking to you. Maybe you, he, does, do you think maybe he thinks that you're, like, his mother or, like, you remind him of his mother or just, like, you know? You're just the friendly, motherly figure to him? Maybe he's lost and he feels comfortable with you?
1: Yeah, I think he does feel comfortable with me. I know in the dream, you know, first he was introducing me, and then after that, it was more uh, my dreams of him are more like a mother-son type relationship. That, so.
2: Is, that is so sweet. So do you dream of, about him often, and do you still feel him around and see him around David I probably, I keep,
0: I started keeping a little journal. I think it's been about, what, about a month and a half since the last time we saw him. Okay. But I started keeping kind of track of when I would see somebody, and I put it in my little calendar. Yeah. And, but yeah, about a month and a half since uh, the last time I saw her, saw him, following her.
2: That's awesome. That is so cool. And, yeah, I mean he's not doing any harm and he's comfortable, it's like you know he's just like a part of the family, extended family.
0: Uh-huh. Well, I think the the first time when I was got home from the hospital, which we talked about in the uh, first episode, was I think we decided to go to this uh, cemetery, which is not too far from us, because we had you know saw it on the side of the road and we just thought, we'll, we'll go ahead and go and. Hmm. So we were kind of walking through and we came across this one tombstone and it was kind of really kind of unique. So what we we did was we took a picture of it, which will play into my story a little bit later. So I was sitting there and I turned around and I saw this man walking up to me and he was real tall. He had a black and a suit on with a white shirt, looked kind of pale, little baldy. And I thought that it was somebody coming to ask, you know, well, you know, why are you walking around the cemetery? So I turned around, and he was gone.
2: Mm-hmm. I said,
0: oh, okay, all right. And I told Kim about it. And so when we got home, uh, I took the picture I found of the tombstone and started doing a little research, and we found out who it was. It was a gentleman who was a reverend in the area uh, back in the 1800s, I believe. Uh-huh. Yeah, and his name was Alan Wright. So I did a little bit more research, and I found a photo of him, and it was the same exact person I saw.
2: No way. Wow. All
0: right. So that was my first apparition, you know, after getting out of the hospital from the meningitis. And that was the beginning. Because when we got home, and I went to open up the door, and we were getting ready to go, out. I looked to my left, and there was a woman standing right by the side of our house, and she had this long, bluish dress on. went all the way down to her feet and she turned and walked by our house so i immediately ran around to see who was in our yard and she was gone so that's for me when i started seeing the apparitions
2: wow and like you said you were literally just coming home from the hospital when you saw the first one so i mean talk about having something like that happen rather quickly like literally that same day and I think it's really neat that you were actually able to get verification like, okay, yeah, this is the person that I saw, the reverend, the late reverend. That's and nice. Yeah, and so to me, that's pretty, that's awesome that you get to know, you have your answers, you know, like I've been investigating the paranormal for a long time, and you don't always get that, you don't always get that boom, there it is. I know I have proof of, like, you know, this is John Doe, whatever, whatever. Just kind of like when you were talking about how you heard a man talking to you, saying his name in the car, and oh, when you right. went, you saw the obituary of the same name, and you just, like, you knew, okay, this, you know, so that's really cool. That's neat.
0: What was interesting was in the story that uh, Reverend Wright was actually visiting here and he suddenly died, so Ooh. he had passed away. You know, in that area. He yeah, was, his son lived for right. lived here, and
1: uh, he he traveled around preaching to different churches throughout the states surrounding Oklahoma, you know, Missouri, right. uh, Arkansas, you know, all around the states, and and he came here and then died. And what's really interesting about this story too is I posted. What happened? And, and it was funny because David saw him with his eyes, and David said, "I just saw someone." And I told David because I saw him in my mind's eye, and I described him to David. Yeah. And David says, "Yeah, that's who I saw." And then I posted the what happened on Facebook, and a friend of mine, his family's been here for generations. And I posted that online. He contacted me uh, on Facebook and says, oh, I got something to tell you. I'm going to call you. So then he called me, and he had seen the same gentleman. Right. And, yeah, he says, on his way home, because he lives past that graveyard. It's a really old graveyard. It's really neat. Mm. And he said that, you know, He would pass that graveyard, and he would see him, and it would be right before sunset. And that's exactly when we were were there, was right before sunset.
2: Oh, that is so interesting. That that makes me wonder if, like, you know, who else has seen this apparition? And that's so cool that you guys both kind of, you saw it in your mind's eye, and you know, David, you saw him in person, and then, you know, a friend is like, hey, I saw him, too, (laughs) at a different time.
0: Yeah, it was great validation. Yeah. Uh, And that went back to their, I believe, his childhood, that that had been going on, you know, since they were kids, that, you know, that that reverend or or whatever, they might not know who it was at the time, would walk around that cemetery, and they would see him.
2: Oh, interesting. When did he die? (laughs)
0: In the 1800s, I'm not sure, oh. uh, I'll have to look it up, but I believe it was 1886 or something like yeah, that. Yeah, okay. we have a picture of his tombstone with the dates on it. I'll share it with you later.
2: Yeah, that sounds like a plan. Yeah, but I know what you mean, like being in a cemetery, I love cemeteries, any type of burial ground, I'm just so drawn to, and... So, I, there's so many times where I'm, like, at one, and I'm just like, you know, one of them catches your eye, and it's just like, God, I want to know more. You know, it's like you're gravitated towards that specific area. And it's almost like he was kind of like, come on, guys, come on over.
0: (laughs) And he was so loved
2: that
0: thousands of people showed up to his funeral. Which was amazing for somebody who traveled around. And he was so loved that, you know, I'm A lot of people
2: showed up. Yeah, it's always neat when you see... I mean, that's the amazing thing about spirits, you know. They let themselves be known in so many different ways by phantom smells, by, you know, they have total control, whether they're a full-bodied apparition or a partial or, you know, a mist or an anomaly, like, you know, a ball of light, just different things. And it's so awesome when you see... You, you have to ask yourself. It looks like it's a human being where I could come up and touch them. You know, like, is this a real person or is this a, like a full-bodied apparition straight up? And so those are unique situations. And I just love hearing those kind of things. Do you guys have any other full-bodied apparition stories?
0: I have a couple. Probably the one for me, other than the attachment that I would consider my most interesting encounter was we had just laid down to take an afternoon nap and we just kind of laid back and we're talking and I looked over to my left and there was this young girl and she was I guess
2: she probably was 14 15 was standing by the bed Mm.
0: and I was so shocked that I jumped up and I said what are you doing in our house because she was so lifelike to me I thought somebody was in our house Right. That's our cat back. So, EPP people, that's our cat. Told me meow. <laughs> <laughs> so, and she was standing there. Uh,
2: she had tan shorts on. She had a blue shirt. She
0: had blue eyes mm. and blonde brown hair. And if I still see her face. My mission is to draw her in the studio next time I go and get a good draw on her because I, I just see her. And it was so profound to me. I've I've never had an experience like that where I really thought that somebody was in our house and that she was stealing. And the corpse lady. Oh yeah, that this one's the probably very interesting. Is I had started seeing it so much that when I opened my eyes, I was expecting something to be there, and I was trying to not. I was trying to calm myself so I could try to interact because you know. Imagine you're laying there, you open your eyes and something's in your face. You're normally startled. Right. So I was laying there. I opened my eyes up and I saw this woman. Now, what was interesting about her was it was the first time that I ever seen an apparition that came to me. She looks like she just came out of the grave.
2: Ooh. You know, her face was almost skull-like. And
0: I remember I saw her. And she was standing there. She had a long gown on with some frills around her neck. Her, her hair was long, but it was kind of stringy. But it went down to her back and onto the side of the shoulders. And all of a sudden, my mind told me, okay, this is your chance. Try to touch her. So I reached out to try to touch her. <laughs> As I reached out, she started to fade away. So I was like, oh, and... Kim was next to me, and she woke up. And I'll go ahead and let her tell her part of the story
1: here. Well, I was just kind of laying there with my eyes closed. You know, when he went to reach out to touch her, that's when I opened my eyes. (laughs) And and when I opened my eyes, then I saw her, but I saw her apparently as she was fading because I got more of a negative effect Mm. on her as she was fading, so... I recorded the conversation that that we had without him knowing that I had turned my recorder on my cell phone on because I wanted to record it as it happened with his emotions describing things, us describing things. So that that was quite interesting, kind of an experiment on my part. And, And it was neat because, you know, we did see... After
0: he got over his initial shock. <laughs> yeah. we, we We saw the same thing.
1: So only he
0: saw it when it was more formed. Right. And she was looking down at me. So when Kim said what she saw, she couldn't see her face because she was looking down at me. And because uh, I, when I was looking up, I could see her court face. And, and for me, what was nice about it. Was I knew 99.9% what I was seeing was real, but by her verifying it, I now know 100% that it is real for me. Right. It it, it helped solidify
1: things for David because before he would only be able to tell me what he saw when he'd wake up at night, things like that, you know, because I'd be asleep and I wouldn't see it. Now, the only things that I have seen. Uh, that we saw together are some of the shadow people, Marge. Right. I did, and this is going to sound funny, but the the tall guy that used to follow me quite a bit, you know, shadow person, I did catch him one time because I was leaving the front bedroom and I had forgotten something and I turned around real quick. When I turned around real quick, I got a glimpse. <laughs> and, yeah, and that's the only time I saw him. But, solidified things for him because I saw the exact same thing which is really kind of neat that I had forethought to record our
0: conversation after that yeah I had no idea she was recording me so you you got (laughs) to see the reaction from me exactly after it happened and I was able to kind of get everything out because it just happened so, it actually turned out to be i'm I'm kinda glad she
2: did it right no, that's neat, and it's neat that you guys are able to validate each other and verify give each other some you know okay clarification that you you, you you're not crazy, I saw it too there you go. yeah, like a lot of the times when I see things, I not only investigate with my team, which is dwindling by the way because my Best friend's not my best friend anymore. (laughs) um, Oh, you know, it happens. But yeah, 20-year friendship kind of severed rather quickly. And then my sister's moving to Italy next month. And so soon it may just be me and a couple other people. But besides my team, I also investigate by myself. So sometimes when I see things, it's literally just me. There's nobody. And I know what I saw. I know I'm not making stuff up. But it's nice when you have that other person or people saying, boom, I saw it too. This is what I saw. You know, you could... you could. I could tell you whisper in one ear what I saw, and they could whisper in another ear what they saw, and it's going to be the same thing, you know. Right. So it is nice when you get that that extra voice going. No, I this is exactly what happened. Oh yeah, definitely,
0: it definitely is.
2: Right. No, that's that's really awesome. So yeah, it sounds like both of you guys have had some phenomenal encounters with within your home of those amazing full-bodied apparitions. And, David, I know you were mentioning to me about some, what you refer to as strange light entities. And you guys have captured some of those. What exactly is a strange light entity? I'm super intrigued by that. We don't know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I, I actually, sometimes I refer to them also as light creatures because... We probably have about 30 different types, and we actually, to keep track of them, we give them names. The very first one that we saw, we call the angel because it's beautiful. But it all started once again when we put our cameras in, and uh, most of these, or pretty much all the entities, seem to be caught with infrared cameras. Now, a few times we kind of caught glimpses of them, but it's almost like the, a sparkle and we'll see a movement but on the videotape it you know the uh, infrared seems to catch them and we believe in our personal opinion that they are interdimensional creatures hmm. or beings that are coming through our portals so when we turn in mostly in our bedroom but we do get them all over the house but they seem to be concentrated in our bedroom where we do know there's two or three portals in there but What's interesting about them is that some of them are quite large, and uh, they were, they come and they three to four times the same thing. They don't change. There's different ones. Like I said, we did name them. And they fly about the house. And what's interesting about it is their consistency. As you can see, this particular one come out, on a certain day, and then we'll see it flying in another part of the house. And at one time, probably our best evidence concerning the light creatures, is one of them flew through the bedroom, the hall camera picked it up, coming through the wall, and then it came into the living room, all caught on three different cameras. That rules out any sort of uh, dust, bugs, you name it. Me and Kim are really big on debunking stuff.
2: Yes, me too. So when we, you have when to be. First,
0: right. When we first saw these light creatures, we went to great lengths to even ca- capture bugs. So we let the bugs loose to see what they looked like. Cat hair, feathers, toilet paper. Mm-hmm. I even used a slinky at one time and threw a slinky across the room to see what it looked like on our camera. <laughs>
2: No, I I love that. That's awesome that you're doing that because there's some people out there who think every single thing that they capture is paranormal and it's not. And so that's great that you're experimenting with flowers and things like I didn't, I wouldn't even think of like cat hair. I mean, that makes sense.
1: Well, I get excited. I get just as excited debunking as I do getting evidence because to me, Debunking is kind of like being the private detective,
2: right? And, <laughs>
1: and looking at all different angles and and seeing what I could come up with. So it's kind of like a a, a brain game. Absolutely. One of the, yeah. 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 One,
0: of the, one of the things we noticed too is when we first started getting these strange uh, light anomalies, is we went online and we went online everywhere and we could not find anything. It looked like it. So we even talked to different paranormal teams, and every time we show them, we get the same reaction going, oh, my God, what the heck is that? I've never seen anything like that
2: before. Yeah.
0: While he was talking about that, they kind of brought up something
1: funny that happened. You know, we had a camera in the front bedroom, and, and it was aimed toward the window because, you know, we also use them for security purposes. Yes. And so... One night we went to bed, and we had a group of people that came by and was trying to peek in the opening. The blind went down, and there's about three inches, and they had their their flashlights, so you could kind of see like a blurred look on their you know their face. one guy had a gun, you know, pointed to our toward our window. Oh, geez, yeah. So, you know, we get up in the morning and we see that there was a ding in the front bedroom on the camera. So, David starts looking at it. He's going, oh, you know, we, we had someone that was thinking about breaking in. And so, <laughs> when you look at that video, there is one of the crazy orbs. I know uh, there's a big controversy <laughs> on orbs. But this orb had a huge bright glow to it. Mm. And so David took it up to our police department and was showing the police department. And the policeman
0: that was viewing it said, What the heck is that? Exactly. <laughs> what was that light that flew across the room?
2: How cute. <laughs> I
0: didn't answer that
2: one. <laughs> so we heard about Richard. You have several... And we heard about the little boy, obviously. I know you have several, like, resident spirits at your house. Are there any other ones that you just know are there? I know there's several. And also, if you were able to sit down with them and have a conversation with them, like, what would you ask them? What would you want to know you could even ask, and then we'll stay quiet for for several seconds, just in case we get any EVPs.
1: Well, I would like to know of Richard how many years he's been here, you know, why he came to be here, how long, and, like David, what his story is, why he's he's decided to stay here and not move on. And of the little boy, I would like to know, why he's drawn to me, why he, you know, has chosen to stay, if there's anything that I could do to help him find his parents. And I almost wonder about him. You know, we had the orphan train come through here. And Mm. I often wonder if he's not one of the, Right. Part of it. You know, little boys that came through and, and was dropped off here.
2: Right. That would make sense. Yeah. With the
1: orphan train and, and so he can't find his mom and dad, you know, because he's been away so long. So I, I would kind of like to know that too. And David,
0: it's your turn. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, two real quick was I would I would want to know what, who the young girl was because she was so lifelike, and I had the overwhelming feeling that I still do that she was trying to tell me something. And and. I would like to know what she was trying to tell me. And the second one was probably about three years ago. We had a couple of Civil War soldiers come through, and one of them was evidently shot in the throat. Because when he talked on the EVPs, you could hear blood, sounded like blood gurgling in his voice. I, I would like to know who he was and know his name so I can hopefully pay respects to him.
2: Right. Absolutely. Okay. So yeah. So we're going to stay quiet now. I don't know if you guys want to um, each ask your questions and then stay. Si- we'll stay silent for a few seconds. So guys, what you're basically hearing, for those who are listening, who are familiar with or you're a paranormal investigator yourself, or you have friends who are, or you've seen the paranormal shows, we are about to do a quick EVP session. And so w- if we want to start off with we could do ladies first. so Kim, if you want to ask your questions per, per, for per person and then you will stay quiet and then you know, then you could ask more and stay quiet.
1: Okay. Uh, Richard, I'll, I would like to know you know how long you've been here if you lived in the house and why you choose to stay. And now I'd like to ask of the little boy that visits me and follows me around, I'd like to know your name. And I'd also like to know if you were part of the orphan train or why it is that, um, you know, you choose to stay here with me and not go to where your parents are.
0: I'd like to ask the uh, young girl that was beside my bed, what your name is and what you were trying to ask me so I can help you. And finally, the uh, Civil War soldier who was injured in battle, Possibly lost your life. I'd love to know your name and your rank and what unit you're with.
1: Is there anyone here in the house that would like to speak up? And now is your time. You have
0: an audience. Feel free to speak up at any time and feel free to contact us on our cameras anytime we have them on. And let us know who you are and if we can help you in any way.
2: And also, you guys, maybe in the future, we could communicate maybe on a Skype session and we could do like a, not only an EVP session, but also possibly like a spirit box session, different kinds of things where I have my recorders all set up. And because there's been a couple times while we're we're earlier on in this episode where I've heard something here and there. Uh Uh And so... It is interesting for sure. So what I usually do, I usually, when I'm editing episodes, I usually take out all the dead air. But during those EVPs, I won't. Just in case you guys, when you're listening, put on some headphones because you might hear something that me... Kim or David are not hearing and so if you hear something please let us know that would be awesome paranormal.prowlers.podcast.gmail.com or you can find Kim Libby and David Libby on Facebook as well you could throw them a message let them know now we're gonna jump into some EVPs in just a moment but before we do um, EVPs that you guys are gonna be playing with us but Kim, you recently posted, maybe a couple weeks now, some things online regarding dark, cloudy mist like entity if you will that has been basically trying to get into your house. Yeah. Ta- yeah, that's that's crazy. I think did you even like show me a video and you could hear the loud banging? Yes. Are we able to play that? That would be interesting because that'd be neat for people to actually hear that forceful let me in kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. Okay, so David is going to get that video. And while he is, Kim has something she wants to talk about.
1: Well, what was really interesting about the cloud, we're going to call it the cloud, the
2: cloud.
1: <laughs> what? Well, What's really interesting about that is probably, I don't know, a year ago, David had just gotten back from the store and he usually comes directly to the house. Well, he didn't that day. I heard him drive up. I heard him close the the door and then nothing. You know, he didn't come to the front door. So I thought, well, I better, you know, look out the window and see what's going on with him. And so, I saw him walking back from the back of the house. And and so, he comes up on the porch, and I said, why were you around the back of the house? And he said, I just saw a big black mass thing. Hmm. He said, it looked like a big blob that went real cro- real fast across the back of the house. Uh, you know, and, and so... We thought, well, you know, maybe it was a black trash bag. You know how you do that. Yeah. But he went to look, and he could not find a black trash bag anywhere. Nothing stuck in the trees, you know, because we have a lot of big trees in our yard. And, you know, there was nothing. So if you're hearing something in the background, that's him finding. Did you find it? So that was the very first experience with that black mass, and then it started the banging. Mm.
0: So, okay, he has the, the banging.
2: Right. Yeah, this is
0: one. This is from our art studio. It's like a little small house that's behind our main house, and it has been following, also trying to get into the studio, also. And I had just went in there to feed the cats. I had uh, cleaned up, and I was heading back into the house, and when I got back in the house, I saw that I had an alert, and uh, this is what it was. It was doing its banging thing, so let me play this for you. Okay. And you can also hear it kind of, we, we couldn't quite make out what it was saying, but it also sounds like an EVP, too, also.
2: Oh, wow, Okay. <laughs>
0: Did you you hear that voice at
2: the end? I did hear it, yeah. I did hear that. Can you play that one more time?
0: Sure, here we go. Yeah, we couldn't figure out exactly what it's saying, but there's definitely something being said. We're not sure. Right. It's trying to sound like hairy
1: or scary or...
2: Yeah, I'm gonna have to. When I'm editing, I'll I'll have my headphones in and I'll be able to, like, try to decipher that a bit more. And that's another thing I love. Like after the investigation with the EVPs, you're talking about like kind of like a detective work and stuff. I right. love having to like rew like okay rewind slower like you know where you could hear it slower or faster and it's just kind of like sometimes it takes like a hundred tries to finally go oh my god it's saying this or you know sometimes you have to have another person listen but it's really neat just like figuring it all out you know
0: what's interesting also for everybody to note that all the evps that you hear are all from videos We have our video cameras from audio, so everything that you hear as an EVP also has a video to it. And what's interesting about this one was the first thing I noticed was that you can see one of our cats at the window.
2: And when this thing's like bang, 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 the cat didn't even move. So I don't
0: know if the cat heard it. But you can clearly hear it on the tape.
2: Oh yeah, you could absolutely hear it. Like somebody's like forcefully trying to enter wow. your house, and yeah, you could you could definitely hear that for sure. And that's interesting that the cat didn't hear that because I always kid around saying there's a reason why they call them scaredy cats. Like my cat will be playing, and all of a sudden like her toy will move, and she'll shut away and run. I'm like, you just scared yourself by playing. Like, are you serious? <laughs> So that's, yeah, that's interesting because I'm guaranteeing that if the cat heard that, it would have been boom out of there, you know, and so very interesting. So speaking of audio and EVPs, now is the time before we end this awesome episode part two so you guys if you want to grab your ear pods if you want to you know pause the podcast episode real quick go get your ear pods your headphones your earphones whatever you want to call them grab them plug it on in because as you know those spirit voices get a lot closer into your listening vessels into your head for a much better of a listen so you guys what EVPs do you have for us today?
0: Well, we I hit went ahead and did four. We did a couple of; that were kind of different. We get so many different types of EVPs. You get, of course, your classic, straightforward EVPs, Class A EVPs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but we also get what's interesting is we get EVPs that are talking under us. We get some that are talking over us. We get some that seems to be using squeaks and noises to help generate words. So it's a wide spectrum of them. But the four real quick that we choose was, we have a group of uh, spirits that we affectionately call the munchkins because of their voices. And they love to call Kim and us pigs. And the reason why, like I said, we call them the munchkins is their voice. So this first EVP, the munchkins are basically, and we believe there's two of them at the time because they're talking back and forth, mm. and they go pretty much, uh, look at that pig, the other one says, look at that one, it's a big fat pig.
2: Oh, jeez.
0: I'll go ahead and play it for you here. Okay. And yeah, that's our lovely munchkins. <laughs> I'll play it again.
2: Yeah, you could definitely hear it. Look at that pig. Look at that yeah. one. Yeah, you could definitely yeah, wow, you could so let's play that one more time for the folks.
0: There you go, one second.
2: Yeah. Wow. That's you yeah, you could definitely hear that, for sure.
0: What's interesting too, like I said earlier is this is from a video, and we're actually sleeping in bed. Yeah. Oh, wow. And the camera is pointed towards us, and we have motion-activated cameras, so before before they start to speak, the camera turns towards our dresser because mm. it senses movement. Oh. So that's what I thought was really fascinating about the whole thing was it moves to where it senses movement, and then our munchkins say the really nice things about us.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so they you know they're saying it with love. Jeez. Oh, yeah. I I've had spirits name call me before and it is like it's almost comical. It's like, "Oh god, what can you do about it?" You know, but laugh. Yeah. <laughs> the
0: oh. the second one is, is going to be related to the third one. It's a roar that we caught in the front bedroom and it goes back to that knocking we were talking about earlier was we didn't hear it with our own ears. All we got was alert on the camera and when we listened to it, it startled the crap out of us. Ooh. And it's of a roar. And I'll go ahead and play that for you. One moment.
2: All right. Oh wow. Yeah. Jeez.
0: Uh, yeah, we said other
2: choice words. Yeah, I could I could only imagine. Um so yeah, let's let's play that one again. Boy, yeah, it's like a roar, and then you like it's like a growl, and then you hear almost like what sounds like something something being thrown or like a crash sound. Am yeah, I right?
0: Exactly.
2: Okay, exactly. yeah. Wow, yeah, that's creepy. It is always interesting when you don't hear it with your own ears, and you just hear it after the fact, and that that happens all the time with EVPs, obviously, but. That's great. I mean, got to love those EVPs. And it's like, with that one, it's like, it's, how, that was so loud. How could I not have heard that, you know?
0: It startled us when we listened to it because we didn't expect
2: it. Right. And, yeah. And,
0: and what's interesting is not too far, long after that, we got another EVP. And what's interesting that we found out is we do know that we have protection spirits here because we've gotten EVPs that have come across that sound like a spirit protecting our home. Like, get out. You can't come in here and stuff right. like that. Yeah. After this, after this roar happened, we got a, a what we believe is a protection spirit saying, get back, demon. Oh, and wow. i play that one for you.
2: Okay. Ooh. And if you
0: listen to Dan, it sounds like it was another roar that might have started to happen i'll play it again
2: oh my god yeah you hear that and then you hear it like like a space that's, between each word
0: yeah and it was forceful like you're saying you know get back demon you can't come in here
2: wow what a wonderful find that's amazing
0: and uh the last one is our other resident spirit, Marge, and how I think we became with her. I'll let Tim tell you real quick and then I'll play the E V P. Yeah, you know, we had never heard Marge or seen Marge in our house until my daughter in
1: law we love oriental style things. And so uh, you know, my daughter in law had went to a
2: the phone call dropped? No, I'm here. Oh, oh. Well, that was weird.
1: But she had gone to a a cell where an elderly woman passed away over in one of the old Civil War houses over at Lexington. Mm. Yeah, which I need to find out what house it is. And then do some research to see if that lady's name was March. She had brought us two really tall oriental vases that she had picked up at that uh, estate sale so she brought him over in the box and everything and that you know dropped them off and I had him on the dining room table and that night Dave and I was sitting here and we were smelling this floral really strong floral smell hmm. and we knew we didn't have anything in the house that smelled like that so we kind of got up, started sniffing around on that box yeah. <laughs> that had the Oriental faces in it to see if there was anything associated right. with the box. That happened several times, right. and that's pretty much when March popped in. Right. And then we, you know, we started seeing the full body and partial body apparitions. Right. March also likes to cook mm-hmm. sweets. Oh yeah. You know, we started getting
2: like cinnamon rolls cooking. Oh, they smell delicious. Oh, yeah. I mean, she
1: she knows how to cook. Let's put it this way. Right. Makes you hungry for desserts.
0: Oh,
2: man.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But we get a lot of the cooking smells now. Oh, yeah. And uh, March has uh, spoken several times.
0: And how, like we talked earlier, part one, that we have over 50 named spirits. How we learned that is they tell, her, tell us their names, and we wondered, who are you? We asked that question many times, and then one day in the kitchen uh, on our video, we captured this EVP, and not only did we capture the EVP, but it almost looks like a shadow figure comes up. You can see reflecting off the refrigerator as she speaks. So let me play this. She's going to say, tell her his name, say, this is March."
2: Let
0: me play it again. And like I said, as she's speaking, you see a shadow form up on the uh, refrigerator.
2: Wow, that's neat. It's like you hear at the very beginning, this is March, and then you hear a sound, and then you hear March. Yep,
0: a lot of the EVPs, a lot of our EVPs, or more than one spirit. We catch conversations sometimes where they're talking to other spirits. or not necessarily trying yeah, to... we, we uh, can catch a lot of conversations.
1: So... And I think that's pretty neat, too, because, you know, you watch these shows and stuff and don't catch a voice or something like that. Very rarely do they catch a conversation. Right. Between two. And I think that's really unique and we have several conversation after conversation and just like the civil war guys we caught a conversation between them and it it really kind of listening to it it puts you back in that time yes i mean you could really you could hear their exhaustion and their uh, you could tell they were just tired and they were talking about having to call this, what they call it, what was the word for, I'm going to call it armament. Oh, it was cannon. Yeah, you know, up a hill. Mm. And,
0: yeah, so you could tell that they were just really tired. Right. When we we got those particular EVPs, we looked and come to find out that there was a major battle ready to happen that was in our area. And we believed that that was kind of them getting ready for it. And that was also... Two days later, when I got the Civil War, or we got the Civil War soldier that we believe was wounded. You know, talk about synchronicities. Yes. We get the conversation of the
1: Civil War guys, and then I, you know, Google. (laughs) I did Googling, and then lo and behold, and you would have thought it would have dawned on me, but it didn't. But Lexington, every single year, Lexington, Missouri they have a Civil War reenactment of the Battle of the Bells, I believe is what they call it, you know, because they literally fought behind hay bales. And there's the Anderson houses there and stuff like that. So if you think about when we got the Civil War EVP and how long it probably would have taken them to move a cannon from our town higginsville to lexington over the hills it probably would have been a couple of days
2: yeah absolutely jeez that's mind blowing before we end i just have to ask when you guys were talking about the reverend and i know you said that like you know somebody like one of you guys took a picture and then you said that Later on in the story, that picture will make sense or whatever. But I think we ended up going on to something else. Was there something in that picture at the cemetery?
0: Well, it was his tombstone. At, at the time, the tombstone was so weathered that you couldn't really read it. So mm. I took a picture of it. And when I went home, I decided, okay, I'm going to make a negative of it and try to reverse it to see if I can read it. So we did a negative of it. And reversed and I was able to come up with a few words, and I typed the words into Google, and it pulled up the original tombstone. And right when I saw that, I knew that there was a reason we had the feeling that we needed to take a photograph of it. So once we took that photograph of it, and we were able to see the, see the original, I got his full name, you know, when he lived and when he died. And when I went online, I found his full name bio and his picture and when Mm. I saw his picture I knew absolutely sure the reverend was the person that was walking towards us so
1: isn't, isn't it neat because you know that spirit led it has to be because how it's something so simple of taking a photograph reversing it and into a negative to make out what it said and then to google the words on the tombstone would bring up his story and it was a huge story on the reverend so it was the reverend wanting his story told and that's what was so neat about it is that they lead us we don't know they're leading us but they're leading us so they can get their story told
2: yeah that's sweet that's a yeah that's a very special experience absolutely and And now you're telling his story again, so that's awesome. That's very cool.
1: You know, he made the rounds and preached and and brought people to God back then, and he's still making the rounds, (laughs) so so to speak. He's still making the rounds because he's still, his name and and what he did for a living is
0: still getting out there. Right. It's It's really a neat thing.
2: Absolutely. It's fun, too,
0: you know, how, like she said, the synchronicities, and uh, sometimes you think it's a little thing, and it turns out to be a big thing. It's it's, it's never a dull moment.
2: <laughs> no, I hear you there, <laughs> Yes, never a dull moment in the paranormal community. That's, I couldn't agree any more. Well, you guys, we will definitely have to have you on again, and I mean it, let's do a evp slash spirit session sometime see what we get and i could share the results on here for a bonus episode sometime
1: well and we have a a spirit box from katie stafford you know him
2: not personally but yeah i do yeah i've heard of him yeah
1: yeah from um he was, he was on, uh, what, the Ghost, ghost of City, Motor City and, uh, and a couple other shows. Well, he was on with Jack Osborne and the Ghost Brothers, too. As a, right. He was a expert for the Fright Club. Yeah. So we have one of his first Ghost Boxes. We purchased it. We also have one of his.
0: We bought one of his brand new speakers to go with our, new, our Ghost Box.
2: Yeah. Oh, very so, cool. Yeah. I'd love to do a session with that sometime for sure. Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Oh, yeah, so we can kind of work all that in and see what we get, because we've had really great success with right. using that.
2: So, huge shout-out to David and Kim Libby for being on, not one week, but two weeks in a row. Absolutely had a blast with you two. Oh, but, well, it was we,
1: great we, we
2: loved it, you know. You're just, <laughs> your your shows are really
1: interesting, and we love
2: listening to them. So, oh, thank we're, we're
0: you. We're
2: glad you do what you do. You're awesome. Oh, yes, you, you guys are so sweet. You're awesome as well. Thank you. That means so much. I'm so glad you guys enjoy it. And yeah, as you can tell, paranormal, supernatural, and all things weird and bizarre, just truly a passion of mine. So I, I do just love full heartedly talking about it. I could talk about it till the cows come home.
1: Yeah, us too. <laughs> us too. We, we loved being able to talk to your mom last week, too. That was, she's a cool,
0: she's a cool mom. <laughs> have they went home yet, or?
2: Yes, they did. She had fun hearing your guys' episode. Okay, you guys, so before we end, David actually just found something that he wrote the Night of the Reverend Experience, so if we are so lucky, he might share it with us. So,
1: David, go ahead and share it, my friend.
0: <laughs> as soon as I stopped shaking from it, <laughs> one thing that I, I, I forgot about because it was, it was quite a while ago but we come to find out that one of the EVPs we had that had Jacob in it and um, that was on your Halloween show mm-hmm. and one of them he talks about Bobby Wright was one of the interesting facts was that uh, Bobby Wright was one of Reverend's sons
2: Oh. Talk about where synchronicities is how
0: we hear on one EVP that Jacob's mom left with Bobby Wright. Later on, when I come to find out about the Reverend, that he had a son named Bobby Wright,
2: which oh. was
0: really wild.
2: Right. That's, oh, wow. That is interesting.
0: So it, it's, it's, sometimes, it, it's that old saying, it's a small world. I guess it's a small world in the supernatural world, too.
2: Absolutely.
0: You know, it's things
1: that happened. Of course, the cemeteries down the road, maybe four miles. Yeah, about four miles. Four miles down the road from our house. And and then his son supposedly lived, like, across the street somewhere. So it's just kind of neat how an EVP that we got here that mentioned Bobby Wright, with Jacob and you know it it could be his dad
0: right and or not his dad his mom ran off with Bobby Wright. right and then the fact that you know we went to this place found out the reverend his story found out that he might have a son from one of our EVPs and then Kim finds out that a friend that she's been a friend with a long time that as kids they were seeing the same thing and it goes down to their family that for years people have been seeing the reverend walking around. And it's just kind of... You know, by the tree line. Right by the tree line. I mean, is this coincidence or, or does this have some divine guidance to it? I I've, I've often wondered, you know, because his
1: headstone is in the center of the cemetery pretty much. Mm. And it stands out, you know, it's tall. He's always seen walking along that tree line the same area I wonder if there's someone over there that he wants us to see is why he shows himself in the tree line because think about it why would he fought? why would he always be seen at the tree line now I do know because I I know Tessie. you feel things too right
2: right I mean, yeah you know,
1: you're sensitive to things
2: mm-hmm. so
1: when David and I walked in that cemetery first thing I said was boy there's a lot of graves here that aren't marked I could feel it yeah I felt like I was stepping on people (laughs) I'm wondering if maybe Bobby Wright maybe his son is over in a unmarked grave or over in the tree line and no one knows he's there I mean you know you get all these things kind of going through your mind, so right, you know, we'll have to go out there and investigate it as soon as the ticks are you know, I don't do ticks as yeah, yeah, I just won't do it, but uh right, but uh, yeah, we'll have to go out there and kind of check it out,
2: absolutely, yeah, you gotta love when like the paranormal pieces fit that puzzle just perfectly and that is bizarre the whole Bobby Wright thing and you know the mom wa- leaving with her with him and and what have you that is pretty interesting and I can only imagine the kind of evidence and you, you know you might be on to something Kim where he you know maybe the unmarked grave is by that tree line and you know because something's there where he keeps like being seen there and trying to get people's attention and what have you. So you never know. It's all about like you said, that detective work and so you gotta eventually when, you know, the ticks are on vacation, get out there and go check it out again. That'd be really interesting to try
0: Right. We'll take a video of it as we're doing it.
2: Right, absolutely. Excited to chat more with you guys later on.
0: Oh definitely. So many stories, so little time.
2: Oh, I know. I hear you. Yeah, you definitely have more to talk about and share for sure. So there will be a part three in the future, folks. So keep an eye out for that. (laughs) We'll
1: we'll be looking forward to it. Yes,
0: definitely. Thank you.
2: Oh, thank you, David and Kim. You guys are awesome. We'll talk very soon. (laughs) What a sweet couple for sure. So friendly and... I just had a great time talking with them the past couple of weeks. Super friendly folks for sure. And I wish them the best in their paranormal adventures. And I'm grateful that they have resident spirits like Richard and Marge who are there, who have their backs and who are kind of, if you will, always looking after them. Did you enjoy this week's episode? Yes! Listen to the others, you guys. They are all phenomenal. Haven't heard... Every single one yet? No need to cry, my friends. Just head on over to any podcast platform such as Google Podcast, GeoSoven, TuneIn Radio, PocketCast, Apple Podcast. Basically, wherever you may roam. To listen to your other spookishly delicious podcasts, you'll probably find Paranormal Prowlers podcasts lurking in the background.
1: This week's special city shout outs
0: go to
2: Portage, Wisconsin, Hannibal, Missouri, Peterborough, New Hampshire, Kalispell, Montana, and Bogota, Columbia. Thank you, you, guys. As always, you're all rock stars. Thank you for spending time with me and making Paranormal Products Podcast part of your day. Make it an amazing one, folks. And we will see you next week.